Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, talking uncommon sense about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring, teaching, and coaching business. Now, my own tutor coaching business is all about affecting as many people as possible with my love affair with the guitar to make it as much fun for my students and for myself as I possibly can. Now, I've been doing it full-time and making a very good living from it for the last 11 years after fitting in and building the part-time business around my day job in finance and co-ownership of a music shop. Well, this means I'm working when everyone else is playing. That means evenings and weekends, and that could be a problem, particularly for personal relationships and having a social life, or sometimes just having a life or achieving work-life balance. That's because being an entrepreneur is fundamentally different to what most people do, how most people are. We are a breed apart, and there will be problems when their worldview and your entrepreneurial worldview collide. And personally, I think work-life balance is a load of bollocks used to justify not putting the work in, and to defend a crappy work ethic. There are other opinions available, of course, but they are wrong. If I have to throttle back my guitar teaching to achieve work-life balance, then what I'm actually doing is I'm trading something of enormous pleasure and value for something that's less pleasurable, less valuable to me, just to keep someone else happy. That's not really a good choice, is it? And if I'm, what I'm doing is of less value is less fun than teaching, what's the point of doing it? What's the point of doing less of what you love in order to do more of something you like less? Sane or sane? And that's why work-life balance is a crock and why you shouldn't fall for that loser's limp. And I'd better confess that I've got this horribly wrong in the past and I hurt someone I love. And she knows who she is because I didn't handle this part of being in business and having a passion for what I do, as well as a driven personality, at all well. So be careful. Now, today I want to talk about being unapologetic and identifying yourself as an entrepreneur, noticing that you've become different from the people around you and not trying to fit in anymore unapologetically different I suppose is the way to sum up what I'm really driving at here now because it's your business and you are responsible for your own success or failure it's inevitable that at some time you'll have to put your commitment to your students and your business ahead of a social activity you can't be everywhere and do everything so there will be choices to be made and some of the people around you are not going to like your choices and if you like me Work hard in your business and love every minute of it. A lot of the people around you won't understand that because it's so far away from how life is for them. I mean, think about it. For them, work's an unpleasant inconvenience that interferes with their social life. 
Whilst for you and me, it's the other way around. Social life interferes with our fascinating work. For me, it is a fascinating mission, an intrinsically fun thing to do. Other people, let's call them civilians, may not be able to deal with the sheer weird out of you and me loving something we get paid for. And they'll expect us to want to escape from their idea of what work is for any reason and at any and at all times. And they'll become resentful if you don't. So be warned. It can be really tough to tell your wife, your friends or even your kids that you can't do certain things because you're working. You're going to be made to feel selfish because you're having fun working. You'll be made to feel guilty and pretty crappy about it. But you must make the tough call. As a business person, it's all down to you. So get used to the idea that some of the people around you will be pretty pissed off that you're working instead of attending their second cousin's party or can only make it to one night of your kid's school play. That must be running all week. Now, in some circumstances, this can cost your relationship. Strain your family ties and be painful for everyone. But you have to do it. Because your business and your living shouldn't take second place to just about anything else. Be discerning and selective about what you say yes to. And make no your default answer to any non-priority social happenings and requests for your presence. Make no your standard answer to anything which pulls you away from your vision, your business and your values. This is the toughest part of being in business for yourself. But on a brighter note, it does get easier over time because the people around you will finally get it and understand that at certain times of the day and certain days of the week, you're working and there's no point asking. You have to train them to accept that. And it's all part of the problem of being different as an entrepreneur. When you are at these social gatherings, you're going to notice just how different you are. I'll define a social gathering here as a collection of people not assembled for business or networking purposes. A grouping of civilians, if you like. And if you haven't already noticed these things, you'll begin to notice that entrepreneurs are different. We're impatient. We want things done. We're more positive and optimistic. We're not really interested in petty gossip. We tend to walk with our head more up, stand more erect than civilians. I think we're just looking for our tribe amongst the crowd. And I think we're more dominant in our behaviour patterns, more alpha, if you like. If you do happen to have to go to a social gathering, particularly things like reunions or with people you haven't seen for a long time, you're going to notice just how different you've become. It starts to stick out. Well, the faces of the people around you tell stories. And what I've noticed is the people who are engaged in work that they absolutely love have a different set of wrinkles than the guys who are crushed by their lives of quiet desperation, as the phrase goes. Entrepreneurs also seem less prone to piling on the pounds. They keep themselves in better shape. It's as though, as we would have said, they're maintaining battle fitness. And maybe it's a byproduct of the fact that they walk faster and they're more purposeful and energetic on just about every level. And you pick that up when you're around other entrepreneurs. 
we give off a different vibe than civilians do. And it's pretty obvious when you're in a group who's doing what, you know, who's, you know, one of your tribe, who's just a somebody else. And particularly when you haven't seen people for a long time, you will notice by and large that they haven't changed. But you'll certainly notice that you have. Now, we entrepreneurs are different than most people. We talk different things. We're fascinated by work. We're fascinated by business. We're fascinated by what we do and what we love. And that's odd because most people seem to be fascinated by the TV. This I really don't get because I haven't owned a telly since 1996. I think it's the biggest waste of time in history and the biggest missed opportunity to raise the awareness and educational level of the population. It is the, just the saddest thing in the world to see such a great potential learning and teaching tool squandered and just, yeah, words fail me at this point, so bear with me while I have an awful case of speechlessness. Got it? Good. Done. One phrase that I do remember hearing years and years ago is that poor people have big TVs. And rich people can read. People talk a lot about sport. These are civilians, of course. Now, I love sports, but I'm a competitor and I want to participate. When I'm watching a football match on the touchline, I want to tear off my jacket, throw my boots on and get in and start kicking around. The joy is in playing the game. It's not watching someone else do it. I mean, that's how pornography works, isn't it? Uh, and holidays, people talking about the holidays... Why are they so keen on holidays? Are they planning an escape from an otherwise unsatisfactory job or a, a miserable life? For God's sake. If what you do every day as an entrepreneur fires you up, you don't need holidays. I'm the world's worst for this. I loathe going on holiday because what I most love to do is play guitar. And then, of course, when you're around civilians, they all talk about how crap work is. When I'm around people who are bitching about the job, I just want to tell them to stop. Stop bitching, get yourself a better job, grow some balls and walk away. Or better still, grow a big pair of balls and start your own business. Just don't do it in competition with me. So we entrepreneurs operate on a completely different level than civilians. They're low energy people. We are high energy people. And you can feel the energy in a room full of entrepreneurs that you simply don't get in a room full of civilians. What I would say, we have a different vibe, we're a different tribe. And when you're in a room full of civilians and you feel that energy slump when you walk in, you'll have escape from the room uppermost in your mind. You'll be thinking, oh, I'd rather be at work. I'd rather be at work. I'd rather be teaching. And remember my first golden rule is, if it's not fun, we don't do it. Nothing is worth being miserable for. I often wish I would teach instead of just hanging around with morons when I have to go and do social stuff with people who don't get it. Oh, all right. I can see there might not be complete morons. But you know when they're not your tribe and you'll feel like you belong somewhere else completely. This is my second golden precious rule. DDWT. You've heard me talk about this in a previous episode. DDWT, I got it from Peter Thompson, is don't 
deal with tossers. Avoid people who don't jibe with your vibe. The minute you get that growing feeling that they don't get it, move away. There's another aspect of being around morons at social gatherings too, which I really want to flag up, is alcohol. I have zero tolerance for drunks because I've been one myself. And I'm amazed to see people who I'd normally respect slosh down a load of booze and completely lose their dignity and any respect I might have had for them. All I want to do is get away from them until they're sober again. And when they're sober, it will impact on how I interact with them. Would I choose to do business with someone who got out of control drunk and became abusive or violent? Absolutely not. So it's a red flag to me. I think overall, what this means when you start to get dragged off, because you don't want to go to these places voluntarily, do you? then you realise your identity shifted. And I think the very best thing you can do is just accept the change and learn to transcend social expectations and obligations. You know, have your own life. Honour your own values and remember that eagles fly alone. Years ago, a lovely guy called Norman Evans told me that you can fly like an eagle if you roost with turkeys. And I love that phrase. Now, not everybody's going to like it and you've got to be fine with that. What really matters is that we can spend more time face-to-face with our own tribe, whether that's our students, mentees, collaborators, fellow entrepreneurs, the people who get us, and the members of our family who don't give us a hard time for doing what we love. Over time, the people around you will get the idea, because you train them to know that, except in very special circumstances, if it's your regular day and your regular time to be working, then you're working. And nothing takes that spot. Yes, absolutely do take the time to be there for the people in your life who matter when it matters. But be discerning, as I said, about what you say yes to. Always remember that your business has two main functions and you have to maintain its functionality. Function number one is to make money for you. Function number two is to allow you to live life on your own terms and manage your own time. Don't become a slave to your business, but don't treat it lightly either. If you're serious about your tutoring business and you honour it, the rewards are fantastic. I'm not just talking about the money, but the satisfaction of making a difference and the sheer joy of the work itself. That's why I love teaching. And why the Tudor Podcast is all about how to start, grow and love your tutoring business. So that probably wraps up all I want to say about knowing that you're different and the downsides of being an entrepreneur and social expectations. But what it suggests is that you become unapologetic about who you are. You simply express it robustly, strongly and Don't play it down. Enjoy it. Enjoy the difference. You've worked hard to create that for yourself. And we are different animals. And we belong to different tribes. So, 
let me know how you get on and what you do. Hopefully you make a better job of handling social obligations than I did in the past. If any of this helps you as much as as I've been helped over the years, then let me know, because I'm listening to you guys too. I always want to learn as well as talk. And I'm really interested in how you make your tutoring and coaching businesses work for you. Because I'm just about smart enough to realise I don't have all the answers. I just have some answers which work for me. And I'm always learning from other people. So get in touch via info at neilcamido.com. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. Hit the subscribe button for the Tutor Podcast and you'll automatically get the latest updates as soon as they're live. And that about wraps it up for today. So join me next time on the Tutor Podcast, where we'll be exploring a little more about how to start grow and love your tutoring business have a fabulous day get in touch with the tutor podcast via email or social media and the tutor podcast team will be listening subscribe on itunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device and remember to share rate and review ttp so that we can help other people to start grow and love their tutoring businesses 